Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, September 23rd, 2019. Welcome to fall officially beginning. I am Dave Biddle, joined by Bill Bank-Green. Bank, what stands out to you the most about this Ohio State team through the first four games? What is better than you expected to see from this team? Um, I, I think overall what is better than I expected is that, you know, you've seen four games right now, and – there's really no unit out there that I see even a hint of an issue, and that is very rare. I mean, you can look at Clemson right now, and you got Trevor Lawrence being kind of careless with the football, you know, and that may come from they know they're going to waltz into the playoffs, but it's still careless. You look at Alabama, I don't know that that defense is all that dominant, I think, their O-line is a little shaky. You know what I mean? And that's natural after four games to be able to look at a team and say, well, you need to work on this. You know, I, now I think when we talk next time, maybe in next week, two weeks, we may have something to say, boy, you know, a little bit of slippage here. But for right now, if you look at every unit, I mean, I don't see any problems. I don't see any hint of any problems or any issue. I think every unit, from the safeties down to the D-line, to the O-line, to the quarterback, to the you know, name it all. I think they're all playing at an A-plus level, and that is really surprising. I, You know, you don't win anything in September, but, I mean, this is one of the best September teams I've seen. I have to say that. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out a lot more, uh, and we'll get into, into the Nebraska game later. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Um, this team does look good in all facets. Um, I mean, they look good offensively, defensively, special teams. As you mentioned, each position group looks good. There really isn't a weakness. Um, what position group or even just a player, what's been the biggest pleasant surprise for you? Well, it's Justin Fields, and I knew he was good, and I knew he was flashy. And I knew he would make a lot of wild plays. I did not know that he was as good a quarterback as he's showing right now. Now, you know, when he's down 10 at Nebraska in the fourth quarter, we're really going to see what he does as a quarterback. Or if that Michigan State defense is sacking him and causing turnovers and they're having problems, that's when you really judge a quarterback. It's not in 76-5 to against Miami of Ohio. But if you look at all these games, I mean, I'm really impressed with how polished he is. And that's a credit to him, to uh, Mike Yurcich, to Ryan Day. We were not hearing these kind of things, you know, in fall camp. That that what we're seeing now, what we're seeing now is better than what we heard. And sometimes that can be the reverse. Sometimes you hear so much, you know, everybody's an All-American in the fall. Every baseball team is going to win the major league title, you know, in in training camp. Well, then you watch the games and it's like, eh, I don't know about that. Well, this guy has been a lot better than I think anyone thought he would be. And he is, you know, I thought he was a great athlete that you'd have to teach him the nuances of being a quarterback. But he is 
to me, showing that he is a true quarterback that just happens to be an amazing athlete. Very well said. I I had somewhat high expectations for him. I thought he'd be a lot more raw than than he is. I thought uh, there'd be more ups and downs, and I still think there'll be ups and downs as he gets into the meat of the schedule, but man, has he been better than I expected, and that's putting it mildly. Um, you know, just um, obviously Ohio State doesn't talk much about injuries. They, they release their staff report every Friday, but I know you're, you have some intel on some guys. I don't know if, if you have them on every guy, but I want to ask you about some of these guys. Like, what are you hearing about Robert Landers? What are you hearing about Jonathan Cooper? And what are you hearing about Tyreek Smith? All the, all the banged-up guys on the D-line, what are you hearing about Yeah, and I hate to do this because this is just – this is Ohio State's hot button. I mean, and, and it would be my hot button if I'm the head coach at Ohio State. Um, Landers, I, I have no clue. Um, Jonathan Cooper, I don't think he's um, – ready to go full go today, if that kind of helps people. Tyreek Smith, I think, um, it's not season-ending, and, and I don't think it's half-season-ending either, if that kind of helps. I, I, I don't know that Tyreek Smith will play this week. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he did. I think he's in that iffy range, you know. So that's, that's really about all I want to say. At Landers, I really don't know. So I'm not trying to be evasive there. No, and I do have a little intel on Landers. I'm hearing he probably okay. won't play this week, but we'll but we'll okay. see. We'll see. You know, I mean, I don't want to. You know, yeah. We uh, it's it's an interesting balance because we don't want to mislead or you know keep information away from the listeners. We also don't want to piss off the people at Ohio State. So we're trying to walk that balance, and I think we just walked that balance. Uh, let's get into, into the Nebraska game. Now, the Cornhuskers have looked bad. They really have. It's not like they haven't looked great. They have. They've looked bad. They almost lost to Illinois. I thought Illinois for a while actually looked like a real football team, so that was that was part of it. But uh, still, I mean, even though the, the Huskers have not looked good, Bank, do you think this is a dangerous game? Could be a dangerous game for the Buckeyes this Saturday night in Lincoln. Well, I do, and I guess I'm the you know the hypercritical guy that always you know I'm always looking for the the next bus about to hit you around the corner, and um, I just don't think any team you know, goes through a schedule where you just kill everybody by 20 and, you know, it's just so easy and so much fun and it usually doesn't work that way. And when you look at, you know, potential for trouble, this is the first one. Um, It is a road game. It's a night game. It's a tough place to play. Um, I think most of the same cast of characters are going to be on the field for both teams that were on the field last year, and that was a heck of a game in Columbus. I mean, Ohio State was lucky to escape with their life there. Now, I know, you know, coaching staffs are different. The whole Ohio State aura this year is so different than last year. And then Nebraska came in with high expectations, and they're not meeting them. And, you know, they look like a team that, you know, probably is probably a year away and probably didn't handle all the flowery things that were said about them. But that being said, you know, I think there's talent on that team. I think Scott Frost is a good coach. And and we'll see what happens. I mean, Ohio State is probably going to be a 17, 18-point favorite. I think they deserve to be. They were probably 17, 18-point favorites over Purdue and Iowa the past couple of years, too. So, you know, when the power teams do get beat, it's always an upset. You know, it's not, you know, so – We'll see what happens. I mean, if Ohio State continues with what we're seeing right now, they're not going to lose this game. I mean, for Nebraska to beat them, Nebraska's going to have to play 
way better than they've shown at any point this time, you know, at this point this year, and Ohio State is going to have to help them. They are going to have to turn the football over, or Nebraska is not going to beat them. Speaking of teams that don't look good, Michigan, um, my goodness, do they look bad. And it, it's like the same old stuff with them. Their offense looks prehistoric. Uh, it looks even more disjointed this year because they bring Josh Gaddison and Turns out he's never even called an offensive play before this year. Interesting guy to turn your offense over to, although I'm not fully convinced Harbaugh's turned his offense over to him. It's like a, it looks like a combination of the two. And it looks like Harbaugh's calling the plays for much of the game where they got their asses handed to them by Wisconsin. Um, I mean, what are you seeing up north? What are you hearing? Could Jim Harbaugh seriously be on the hot seat if he loses to Ohio State again and, and things really go south for them? You know, I don't know if he would be on a hot seat simply because of the money that's owed to him. Now, he could be a guy that could cut and run, and I could see that. But, um, you know, is his star shining as bright as it was four or five years ago? People think, well, he'll just go back to the NFL. Well, somebody's got to take him. And I don't know that it's all that, you know, I don't know that his prospects are all that good. I thought they would beat Wisconsin last week. I think Michigan – I think there's talent on that team. They they returned basically the whole offense last year. They put 40 on Wisconsin last year. They put 40 on Penn State last year. They put 39 on Ohio State last year. They moved the ball last year. So – and I thought, you know, they didn't look good against Army. I've seen national championship caliber teams not look good against service academies. Ohio State's championship here. Go back and watch that game against Navy. Oklahoma last year, look what they did with Army. So I was willing to discount that, and I thought, boy, two weeks to get ready for Wisconsin with everything negative being said about them, I thought this they would come out with a championship-type performance, backs to the wall, two weeks to prepare, you know, and, and none of that happened. I mean, when you play how they played last Saturday – coming off a bye, knowing that it's kind of a season-maker-or-breaker game. If they had won that game, you know, we would have a totally different conversation here today. It'd be Michigan's back, everything's solved. Well, you lose the way they lost, and now it's really piling on. So that was a season-maker-or-breaker to me for Michigan. And to have that kind of performance from the coaching staff, offensively, defensively, I mean, I I think they're in big trouble now. And, you know, if you couldn't get it turned around with a bye week, I don't know how you get it turned around now. And they've got some tough games coming. So, you know, we'll see. Um, that was pretty bad last week. You know, it was a pretty bad performance. It's pretty bad when you lose 35 to 14, and, and the final score doesn't even do justice to how bad you no, can be. No, it, it was nowhere. Yeah, yeah, nowhere <laughs> close. It's 35 14. That makes it sound, and that sounds horrible, but it, you know, it was more a 55 to three game. Right. Yeah, it was a beatdown for sure. Um, last thing um, before I let you go here um, on the recruiting front, the Buckeyes offered three-star in-state running back. Mayan Williams is it Mayan Mayan Williams? It's Mayan. How do you this first? Yeah, Mayan. Yeah, yeah. Mayan, Mayan Williams from Cincinnati, Winton Woods, kid that he's committed to Iowa State. Great stats last year. A lot of people think he's the front runner for Mister Football this year. He was a runner up for Mister Football last year. Again, committed to Iowa State. Looks like a bruiser at five ten, two ten. What do you think here? Is he? You think he's going to flip to the Buckeyes? And what do you think about them offering him? 
You know, it, it's weird because I wrote way, you know, maybe a year ago that this is one of the best running back groups in state in a long time. And they have kind of either offered or flirted, chased, whatever you want to say with every one of these guys. And they gained no traction with any of them. You know, train them shows Arizona State over them. Right now, Michael Drennan is being told that he can commit and they'll take his commitment, but it's not like he's calling Uber to get over there to make this commitment. He's in no hurry to do anything. They offered Juton McLean, you know, a while ago. That never went anywhere. They kicked the tires on Torrance Davis when they lost Bijan Robinson. He said, no, thank you. I'm sticking with Kentucky. Well, now they're going after Brian Williams. Now, now he may be the best one of that group. They're all good. They're all power five guys. Um, I like Mayan a lot, but you know, back when they, they tried to kind of recruit Mayan earlier and he wouldn't return their phone calls. It was hard to get him up to Columbus. So I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. My, my initial reaction is that, you know, I think it's going to take work to flip Mayan Williams. I don't think he's a guy that you, you know, you call him, you issue the offer. He falls on the ground. He's never been happier in his life. He takes it within 48 hours. I don't think that's going to happen. And so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they had a hard time getting him on campus and even getting him on the phone when they were interested, you know, six, eight months ago. So we'll see how that goes. I don't think he's an automatic flip. I don't have a crystal ball pick in for him to flip to Ohio State yet. I need to hear more yet, more than what I heard before. Great insights, as always, from Bill Bank Green. Really appreciate it, Bank, and thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate that as well. I hope everyone has a great day. We'll try that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.